is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Becoming the Boss. It's the voice of this podcast, Dallas Prater. Um, It's about 5 a.m. in the morning. I just got back from work, and uh, I just wanted to turn out a quick quick episode for y'all about something that I realized today that I think is important for inspiring people and growing movements, um, which is what this podcast is all about. Man, like every job I ever had, I quit. You know, um, made my first job. I was in college when I first started this job. It was the first job I ever had. No, I was. This is before college. It was June of 2015. There's a place called Royal Farms up in Maryland, and um, you know, obviously while I'm working this job, you know, I want all the same things I want now. You know, I wanted you know uh, to be free and explore the world. I was only 19 years old, and so that was on my mind, like super happy at the time. It is now too. You know, I wanted to more than anything just to be free and just enjoy and experience life with my girlfriend because we were. That was I got that job like literally before we even got together officially, like literally within like we were already you know dating, but like we weren't like together together, and so you know it was it was a time where it was just like a whirlwind, and um, I just wanted to do everything and be free and spend all that time together and all that, and so when I got that job, you know, um, I remember at first, like all jobs, it was good. You know, it was interesting having money of my own and having the ability to go to the movies and go out to dinner and do these cool things. But, you know, um, with time and, you know, because I stayed two years at that job. I left it on December 1st of 2016. Um, with time, staying at that job, like it eventually began to feel like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. You know, I get paid like $300 every check on a weekly payment. So I get like 1200 a month. Not really a lot of money. But, um. You know, I would, I would, I would, if it felt after a while like I was working every day and every day was the same day. And, you know, I didn't have any enough time or energy to actually go to the movies or go out and enjoy my life the way I wanted to in the first place. Um, and that job kind of became like a weight on my shoulders. Like, more than anything, it was like a burden. I just started to hate it so much. You know, the summer of 2016, which was the first, well, really the second summer I worked that job, really it started the tail end of that first summer, but really in the summer of 2016, my first summer at that job, first full summer, I remember summertime coming around and I'd been at the job for a year, had gone through, well, my first year I actually tried to quit before the holidays because I didn't want to work holidays, and my uh, manager actually gave me Christmas and things like that off, he gave me like a week off, you know, because I was just, I just wasn't with it no more, man. But, um, you know, I remember that first summer, like, it was an elementary school across the street from my job. And I would literally just, like, people would come in from the summer night and it'd be crickets and lightning bugs. And, they, you know, they'd be laughing. And they'd be wearing their swim swim trunks or their bikini. And they'd be happy and smiling, ordering drinks and food. And they'd head back out into the summer and it'd be a party. And the energy would just go right out the door with them. And it just carried out, like, with a wind. And, you know, it'd be, we'd be left in a roof arms just sitting there, you know, quiet, bored, poor. You know, angry that we were at work, and like the feeling of being at work was just like, it was it was the most massive, like it felt like I was trapped, like I was, like stuck in a cage, like it was like the massive, most massive weight on my shoulders, like, you know, I felt like everything in my life that I wanted, you know, would you know, the, it, this place was the opposite of all of it, you know, it it wasn't going to pay me enough to be free and enjoy my life, it wasn't going to pay me enough to go to the movie, it wasn't going to give me enough time to go to the movies on the weekend and enjoy, like I hated the place. It's, it's not nothing else to say about it. I hated the place almost more than anything in the world. I hated the place at the time more than anything in the world. Period. Um, it, it, it felt like a cage, man. It, it was awful. And like just watching the sunset behind the elementary school or middle school across the street and watching people drive by and have fun and smile and laugh. And I had to stay here and stand up for eight hours every single day from two to 10, two to 11 some days. 
for me, a 19-year-old, man, I wish I could go back and not do that. You know, I do regret that. I regret that experience. I regret it very, very deeply. You know, the memories that I could have created, the times that I could have had, like, I never had them because I had to go, you know, be at, be at, be at that place. Um, you know, it, it all came to a head December 1st, 2016. Uh, assistant manager really just took me over the edge. And I was even going to fight this lady or leave. So I left in the middle of the shift in the pouring rain. Went to the season speech across the street, sat down and just thought about it and just left and just continued my way home. And they texted me and texted me and called me and I never went back because I hated that place more than anything. Um, between that job and the next, you know, uh, I tried to hustle and create business in the summer of 2017. Um, I was hustling, man. I was doing everything I could. I was trying to make music. I was trying to produce music, everything. Like, I was just trying my heart out because I was so terrified or... or, or just infuriated I, I just couldn't wrap my head around the concept of going back to that place and so you know long story short you know that isn't always an acceptable answer in the eyes of society you can't always I'm sorry I'm going from place to place because it's a lot of noise in the hallway I think maybe security somebody's walking through there but a long story short um you know man when I quit my job my first job you know, when you go to having a job and you go back to not having a job um, in families who are like poor and celebrate having jobs for whatever reason and think it's like the pinnacle of social status, or whatever, uh, you can't go back to not having a job. And so, you know, I quit my job and immediately, man, people like started roasting me up like like I received, you know, the most vicious and random attacks from every direction. People treated me like trash, to be honest. They treated me, he called me bum, called me a burden, like all types of things. Like when are we, you know, just, you've heard the insults that were delivered to me. Like I was just torn apart by everybody around me. And it became such a hectic and toxic environment to the point where I was like, man, even having a job is better than being home without a job. You know, um, I told these stories thousands of times in the podcast. So I'm going to just glaze over it. You know, I would avoid my family, avoid everybody that was close to me every single day. I would either stay in my room or go out so early that no one was awake and come back when everyone was asleep. So I just didn't have to see and talk to anybody and be embarrassed all over again. Um, and so it got to the point, like I said, I mean, the arguments and, and the destruction and the violence. It got to the point where it was like, okay, having a job is even better than this. Just just so everybody shut up, I would just go get a job. So I applied for a job at the local Target, working night shift. Um... And, you know, at first, like all things, it was decent, man. It felt good to have money, not to have to eat, you know, the food that my family prepared and feel ashamed that I couldn't contribute or that they had made it. And I like, just feel like the shame of, like, having somebody, like, basically feed me. And I'm an adult and 19, 20 years old at the time. Like, I just felt like trash. I felt less than trash, less than dirt, less than I felt completely valueless. And so. It felt good to get that first paycheck, and it, it lit my eyes again. You know, I could I could use this money for business or whatever. Like, um, and so I started hustling, started working at the Target again. You know, I wake up at three thirty a.m. I believe I had to be there at four a.m. to nine. Wake up at three thirty a.m. in the middle of the night, hop out of bed, no shower, no no brush my teeth, nothing. Sprint to work, um, in the freezing cold, or maybe sometimes it was summer and I was walking through the night, and it was warm, and the, you know I, I stayed there for also I think. Uh, a year and some change maybe i left that place on september 5th of 2000 no i left that place on october 5th of october of 2019 october 1st or 2nd or something like that of 2019 october of 2019 whatever 
So I stayed at the place pretty much two years also. And, you know, it followed the same pattern. When I was at that place, um, it started to, it, you know, immediately, almost immediately, man, like it started to wear on me and tear me apart. Like it, it breaks me down. Being in these places and not having the funds and not having the time to live my actual life as it is passing this invaluable time, it breaks me down, man. It torments me. It tortures me. It burns my soul. I can't even explain how much I hate the feeling. And I would, you know, you know, maybe a month or two or three had passed and I would find myself like literally just kind of work like completely soul sucked, staring outside of the, you know, the there used to be this door back in the, you know, in the back of the Target where we worked and like in the warehouse area. Um, it's like a door that the vendors would come through and I would look out the door every morning and watch the sunset and just imagine myself walking through that door every single day and it stayed that way for two years and I used to hate every single day waking up and going to that place and I would tell my friend that worked there Nate um, I would say man like we could literally leave this place and start a business and make millions and be rich right now and start to live our lives right now we never have to do this again like it literally killed me it literally killed me and it made me a shit person because I hated it so much um, long story short, another job, you know, I kind of just quit, you know, uh, I got into an armed robbery situation and where I was robbed and I put in time for like a medical leave or something like a leave of absence and I just never came back. I, I knew I was never going to back, come back. I promised myself I would never work a corporate job again. And so I never came back to that place. Um, to make a long story short, man, all this time, man, I want freedom. I want to enjoy my life. I want, you know, millions and, and to really do something that I was passionate about. Like, this is, this is all that was driving me. Um, I moved to L.A., you know, with negative $300 in my bank account. Um, the pandemic was supported through the government. But after the pandemic had ended, after the government funds had ended, um, again, the pressure, the heat was on. You know, so I got another job. And this recent job that I got was just working at the casino. But this job is different from the rest of them. And that's why I wanted to tell the story. Um... I was telling you the other day in the last podcast episode, like, when I had to call out yesterday, like, I felt bad. I never really felt that way before. Like, I never feel, felt like like a, a genuine care for the people around me that I work for, work with uh, in, 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 you know, their stress and their strains. And, you know, I never felt like shifts fly by the way they do. I never felt excitement. You know, there, there have been points in time obviously where I'm extremely upset about the fact that I'm working but 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 there you know the thrill the excitement the the, the you know sometimes the joy that I get from working this place is something that I really had an experience before um you know it, it it really dawned on me today how unique of a feeling this job gives me you know I told my girlfriend recently like if I weren't didn't have to be rich and didn't have to do something that impacted millions of people and you know change the world uh i might find myself here for the rest of my life um and obviously i can't do that because that's not with my dna and that's not what i'm designed for and if i wasn't built and born so you know weird and awkward and all these different things to where i just my body rejects these positions it would be a lovely thing to to be around these people for a, a, you know a long time um you know i just realized like man i i I'm, I'm i knew this process i look forward to going here sometimes and i never felt that way and the reason for that is well this is what it came to me today like the reason for that like it, it was a quote it came to me in a quote day um the quote was you know a happy slave is a hard working slave um you know, 
and that's the quote that they used during slavery to describe the processes they put in place to make slaves work harder. Um, in order to make slaves, like a lot of you know times they would have slaves, and you know the slaves wouldn't work hard; they do bad work, and you know um, they wouldn't work as fast, even though they were you know under threat of their lives. And it was some guy I think he made a quote that said, "Happy slave is a hard working slave" because he ran this experiment where he would give the slaves like you know special meals, and he'd give them like you know entertainment, dance, you know dance nights, ring shout time. Like slaves would essentially every now and then have a party and have a good time. And, you know, they would be able to have a little more autonomy and do what they want, have a life of their own. Um, and this increased the productivity of the slaves and made them enjoy their lives more. You know, they made them enjoy, you know, being being in the situation that they were. And looking forward to these uh, moments of respite in between the hard labor, in between getting whipped and beaten in the sun and having all these horrible things happen to them. You know, just that, that, that idea that there's an oasis, that there's a... Uh, uh, a moment where all the, the insanity pauses kept them working so much harder because they had hope. I realized, you know, the thing, the, the thing that differentiates the job I work now from the other jobs that I had is that we have entertainment. We have these, you know, moments of hope where the insanity stops and it's just laughs and it's just jokes. You know, all the people there are obviously fun and the morale is high, but I think that's a result of the fact that we all, we, we, we gather together, we have fun, we tell jokes, we play games. When the holidays come around, we play games. Like on, we dress up for Halloween and we draw things on the window and, you know, um, uh, like, we, like we, there was a Frankenstein image on glass and we had to trace it in the glass. We we had this competition where we shoot like beer pong, we shoot the um the ball into the you know into the cup and you win a reward. And every month they come with these and during the pre shifts we have we talk and we have jokes and we come up with these little fun games that we can play in competitions and things like that. You know, to keep to keep to keep the ball rolling, to keep everybody bonded. To, to, you know, we have these things events where we go outside of work and we hang out and things like that, which I don't really participate in because I'm introverted, but the things we do in work are cool. Um they have all these little games and, and social gatherings and ways that we can come together and be more than a team and to be a family. Um, and it's, it, it really is something that, like even like a raffle, I'm off for Christmas because I want a raffle. And here's like little stupid things like that, like little cool things, not stupid things, little cool things. Um, and those little cool things, just the simplest things, uh, like the, the spirit of the people I work with, I enjoy them so much because they are happy. They're, I've never worked with happier people. You know, the level of happiness in my job on average is probably 10 or 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 times what it was in every other job that I worked. I've never met people so kind. I never met people so giving. I never met people so loving. And, 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 and these are people that I really enjoy. These are people that I really like. And I've, I've very, very rarely ever felt that. You know, even if we have our differences, even if we don't have the same goals, if we don't, even if we want to do separate, separate things, we all love each other and get along in a way that's exclusive to this place. Um, you know, and it made me realize, like, looking at, even at the grander scheme of things, big companies like Google and Netflix, they always have these little weird, quirky things. Like, they have, like, ping pong in the office or, you know, uh, you know, like, just little weird activities like that. It's like a startup thing that they do in Silicon Valley. Like this is weird, weird things like a ping pong in office, TV in office, pet, pets in the office, and things like that. Like um, just little quirky, weird, cool things that, that keeps the morale up and keeps you having fun. And so when they're hard at work, there's this this oasis in the in the desert that they can come to, that there's hope that they can look forward to, and and 
looking forward to that just keeps people grinding man just keeps people burning away like at netflix for example they got unlimited vacation time you know you can leave and whatever you want come back whenever you want you know uh, just cool things like that like and it, it keeps the morale it keeps the people happy people um the point that i'm making here is that there's this quote on the internet um you know it says you know you give a man you know like sex and entertainment and you know, he'll forget his dreams or something like that. Um, he'll gladly forfeit his dreams or something like that. And, you know, when I was talking on the last episode, you know, I was having this conversation uh, just about the fact that, you know, I feel almost compelled to go to work. I feel a duty to these people because I feel like they've delivered to me a, a piece of joy that I hadn't had before, a community that I enjoy, that that, that is something that's valuable and that is something that's sweet and that's a community that, you know, when I think about calling out, when I think about missing days, I don't want to let down. And like I said, that's 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 so invaluable. It's so important. Um, you know, give me yeah, and, and, and it's important to the to, to the to the degree where I'm not just cold and merciless, you know, coldly and mercilessly forfeiting that for my dreams every single day. You know, um, you know, I've, 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 I've grown into a satisfaction, into a comfort with the patterns of life. And, you know, it's made working towards my dreams easier, but uh, it's made slacking on my dreams easier also. You know, um, and, and, and being a part of this culture uh, is, is, is becoming something that, that is something that I can't choose, obviously, but something that is appealing. I can see how, how many people that work there say, yeah, I'll be here for the next five to ten years, you know, um, you know, you give somebody entertainment, something as simple as entertainment, uh, and the morale of a community, and, and the bonds between a community, between the members of a community, uh, grow so much stronger, and the community lasts much longer because of it. And so, the point I make in this podcast, though, is like when it comes to you as the boss, when it comes to you as a person that's making the community, don't forget the people, don't forget. Not that these people are slaves, that are hard a happy slave is a hard working slave. Don't forget, you know, these people are not slaves, obviously, but it's just an analogy, it's just a point. Don't forget to take the people that you care about, the people within your movement, the people within the family that you you know you build. Don't forget to give them these oases in the middle of the desert because life is hard. Don't forget to give them these moments of hope and res- and respite. Don't forget to give them give these people something as simple as moments of entertainment and games and joy and fun. Um, never underestimate the power of entertainment. You know, um, they say salary is a is a drug they give you to forget your dreams, but you know, salary and entertainment is a drug they give you to gladly forget your dreams. Salary and, and, and entertainment is a drug they give you to change your dreams to their current movement. So, as the boss, if you want to convert people into your movement, people will have their paths, they have their places they want to go. If you want them to align with you, entertainment is a tool unlike anything else. People say, oh, why do doctors get paid or soldiers get paid less than entertainers or football players or NFL players? And it's because, you know, a simple truth is that the people who, like, more people pay these people because to them, entertainment is more valuable than anything else. You give somebody a moment to forget their work. You give somebody a moment to forget their lives. You give somebody a moment to just experience something other than what it is they're experiencing right now. To be somewhere else. To feel something else. To have a shot of dopamine. To be entertained. That experience is is without value. Like it's invaluable. It's nothing that can replace that. You know. 
you know, doctors, they might heal somebody's one person a day or two, three, four, five, ten people a day even. They might heal their their bones or they might heal their heart or they might cure this inside them or that inside them. And that's extremely valuable, obviously. Doctors get paid a lot. But singers and musicians, millions and millions and millions of people every day, they heal their hearts, they heal their souls, they heal their minds just with a drop, a tiny pill called entertainment, tiny pill called fun and games and play. They make them feel unlike anything else makes them feel. And so if you're a boss and you want people to align with your path and go to where it is that you, you know, enjoy, you know, to be inspired and to align with you and, and to follow you to the, the promised land that both of you foresee of these goals that you uh, have both, you know, written down and uh, assumed for yourself. Um, entertainment. Entertain. Have, have people, you know, give people fun, give people joy, give people games, give people play. Don't be, you know, I, I got a little chip on my shoulder about left brain people, like people who are more logical and practical instead of creative. Um, I've worked with many people that are like, you know, they get mad when you play and laugh and joke instead of just focusing on their assignment. But it's how you kill a movement. You have to be more relaxed and loose and creative and fun and enjoy. Be silly and make mistakes. Just, just. Just have fun. You know, have fun. That's, that's the entire point of this podcast. So I wish I could speak more. I wish I could go longer, but it is five in the morning and I have to get to sleep. I appreciate y'all listening. Um, it's hard to make these episodes. It's very, very hard to make these podcasts. Um, I'm cutting deep into the sleep that I'll get to, uh, for today and uh, I'll have to wake up early tomorrow and things like that. So I hope y'all enjoy these episodes because it really does come from a special place. This is Dallas Breeder. This is Becoming a Boss Podcast. I thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode, man. Peace out.